Welcome to Apple Arcade Plus, the show where you get to hear from the people behind Apple Arcade games. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. The update is continuation of the game, so you get to travel deeper into the volcano area and explore that. It will resolve more of the narrative to how and what creates this curse on the island. Welcome back to another episode of Apple Arcade Plus. My guest today is Marcus Dawson, the CEO of Illusion Labs, the creators of Way of the Turtle. Way of the Turtle is a super charming Metroidvania platforming game with some RPG elements thrown in there as well. As you just heard in the introduction, they are releasing a major update that doubles the campaign length. This update is now available. If you want to support the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. This is the very best way to support the show right now. Each and every review sends invaluable signals to Apple to promote the show more and more. You can send your feedback to me at applearcadepodcast at gmail.com. With that, here's my interview with Marcus. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Marcus. Can you first introduce yourself and what your role was in creating Way of the Turtle? Yes, my role here at Illusion Labs is my official title is CEO, but uh, I do like, yeah, I'm part of the creative process for uh, the game well as some uh, project management and things like that. I've actually written some code for Way of the Turtle, but just a little bit. Okay. And diving into the game, it's incredibly charming. I just love being in this world that you've created. Can you kind of tell me, first off, these turtles, how long in your head creating the game have they known each other and have had a relationship with each other? In the game, the game starts off when they are on their honeymoon. So they are just getting stranded uh, during their honeymoon, getting lost. So I guess they're known each other for some time, but they just started off their marriage. Okay, yeah. And turtles living hundreds of years that this early on in the, their life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how, how many years there are in turtle years, but I guess yeah. around <laughs> their 20s. So tell me about this island that they're stuck on, this island that they took their honeymoon on and, and they're separated from at the beginning. I think it's like a traditional uh, tropical island, but it's inhabited by this gopher people that live there, very laid-back people who like to go fishing and things like that. But this island has a curse on it. Early on, discovered that something is wrong. There's like an evil purple magic on the island. And that gets their mission to find out what the reason behind the magic is. What kind of enemies will the turtles have to kill off or avoid to make it through this game and not die there's a couple of enemies and i think all enemies are environmental objects that are um, enchanted by this mystical force so we have the stone golems which are like these big gigantic boulders that are possessed with this purple magic as well as the smaller rhino enemies that are um, stones that are turned into a rhino that charges straight at you. And then we have wood golems that are like pieces of wood that's been enchanted into a monster. And then you also encounter characters that are friendly to you. Uh, who, who are those people? Those are the gopher people which uh, live on the island. So they are among this horrible curse. You find some of the gopher people stranded, crying, and you make them feel better and uh, save them from uh, being lost. Okay, yeah, and that's one of the kind of collectibles that you're set out to 
to grab as you're going through this world. Yeah, but you also discover them uh, in their natural habitat where they are fishing or their village or things like that. Yeah, and is I forget, is that one of the people that runs the shop as well? Yes, a shop gopher. And there's also some other, it's kind of like the Smurfs. Most of them are generic, but there are some key persons that uh, stick out. And the shop gopher is one of them. Okay. And as you collect coins, what are you saving up to buy? What are the things that you can purchase from that gopher? We decided early on that we would focus a bit more on not the core game things. You can buy things that are not vital to finish the game but are very useful. Like the map is very important, I think, uh, since the game branches out after a while. It's not one straight path to the goal. Uh, You have to walk around in this world, and then the map is very useful to see where you've been and where you're going. There's also some items where you can be able to find collectibles. There are the gophers we talked about that you find and rescue. And we also have shards of uh, like a mystical thing. That, uh, and if you have a couple of shards, you will increase your health bar. And there are tools in the shop for making them easier to find. Okay. And on the map, there's green little dots and red dots. What's the color indication? What's that tell you? That's where you've been and where you haven't been yet. Okay. So red, that's somewhere I should try to explore to expand out to the next part of the game. Yeah. So if you get lost, look at the map, you can see where you've been and where you've not been. And typically red would be where to go next. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And what are some of your favorite areas of the map of the world? Do you have a favorite section to explore? My favorite, I think, is the Gopher Village. I think it's called Gopher's Paradise, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's kind of in the center of the, the map. Yeah. A lot of the key parts of the game uh, take place in that village. It's also a very nice place to get to know the gopher people and you see how they live. Now, what inspirations did your team have in creating Way of the Turtle? I can take the whole story about the, the background because when we first heard of Apple Arcade, we didn't have a game plan. So we collected every idea we had laying around. A lot of the game came from our Mr. Crab series, Crab 1 and 2, which are Uh, iOS games. We have a crab jumping up a tower. We want to do something more than that. So we want to make a game in a 3D world along a path. In Mr. Crab, it was just uh, a path around a tower. That took us to this 3D world where you, you actually play it in like a 2D game, but it's full 3D. And this makes easy controls where you don't have like 3D controls, still easy views, but you have a massive 3D world where you can use the 3D to get more uh, interaction with the world. So that was kind of the key idea for the game and for the art style we had recently done touchground bmx2 we have our own in-house game engine so we don't use unity or anything like that and with bmx2 we had taken our game engine up a notch so it was uh, a lot of work to get that game out and running and the art style in that game is more like towards a realistic so in this game we wanted to try something else and all our the graphics team, everyone wanted to do uh, like hand-drawn textures and we want to use our uh, PBR shading that we have in our game engine to like make them pop. So it's kind of World of Warcraft-ish style, but still kind of uh, more like a cute world. Okay. And as you do explore this world, it becomes evident that 
it's not just a simple platformer, but almost like a Metroidvania game where these shells that you acquire enable you to go to new areas in the map that previously would have been really difficult to go to. Was that something that was set out from the beginning that this is part of the game design or something you discovered along the creative process of making Way the Turtle? That was something we decided very early on. We wanted to do a Metroidvania-inspired game. So a lot of the concepts are from like old platforming games, but we want to use the Metroidvania genre to make it more modern and more vibrant, more explorable, which I think is really interesting. So we decided that early on, but at the same time, we wanted to make it fairly easy to play. That made us tone down the Metroidvania part a little bit. So it's still Metroidvania with skill gates. You have to possess a certain skill to advance in one area, but we don't make it very hardcore. So a big audience can still play. Yeah. And the shells you acquire... Can you tell me a little bit about the various abilities they grant you? Yeah, first shell you get is the shield shell. Since it's outrun game, we want to have uh, the ability to stop. That was the part of the first game. And since he's a turtle, it's natural to... He, he crawls into his shell when he's stopping. And then you get a shield as well. So early on, you get... the. Um, I think it's the level one, you just stop, and level two, you get like the shield ability. In level two as well, you get the dash down ability, so you can dash down and destroy walls downwards, like Mario's butt jump. And how do you end up upgrading your shells? You find the second level of the shell within the game. So in the beginning, you don't have any ability in your shell, so you find a special shell, the shield shell, and then you find shield shell level two which is a more massive it's an upgrade version of the first one okay gotcha and then there's other ones that are more attack oriented than the shield one yeah we have the dash shell and the attack shell and you're able to swap between the turtles is that right how's that work did your other turtles kind of stays where you left it last is that accurate or yeah so when you advance into the game so you turtles finally find each other then you can decide which turtle to use when you got that far you have at least level one on all your shells when they meet they will uh, mix up so each uh, turtle has the same abilities but if you want to play with mr turtle you can use mr turtle and you can use Miss Turtle if you want to play with her instead. And the controls themselves, it feels great with touch. And I imagine the auto-scrolling nature of the turtles moving was to aid in the controls feeling so good because I wouldn't want to be kind of dragging uh, the turtle to keep them moving. Is that part of where that came from? Yeah, a lot about uh, uh, what we had in Mr. Crab. And since we've done two Mr. Crab games, which are the same thing, outrunning, but you tap the screen to jump. So we had done that, and I've been thinking about these controls for the last five years. Thinking how we could evolve the Mr. Crab controls in a way that wouldn't make them too complex, but still give a lot more freedom. So I think the controls for this game was... Fairly quickly installed. We had uh, mockups for how the controls should work even before we implemented them. It more or less worked straight up. Yeah, for sure. And external gamepad also feels great as well. 
Yeah, external gamepad is also feels great, which is good that you can do both. But the external gamepad is not that big of a challenge because that, there you have more input. <laughs> yeah. So how many hours do you see it taking the average player to finish your game? It's, uh, I think, three to four hours of gameplay. If you get lost in the game, it can take longer or if you're uh, having difficulties. But around three to four hours of gameplay. Okay. I haven't mentioned it yet, but... We have our big update coming really soon. And that one should add approximately the same amount of hours that the uh, first part of the game. And is that going to be kind of like a post-game after you're done with the first part of the story? This will be another story to explore or another just area of the map to explore? The game ends in a bit of a cliffhanger. You unlock the gates to the volcano and then it stops and you want to know what happens next. The update continuation of the game. So you get to travel deeper into the volcano area and explore that. It will resolve more of the narrative to how and what creates this curse on the island. Okay, very cool. And is this in your mind going to conclude this story of Way of the Turtle until there would be a sequel or something if you guys did decide to carry on the story past that? The game will continue. I don't want to spoil the end sure. or the update. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of extra gameplay in that one. So, And the continuation will continue and the story will evolve. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm excited to get, to get that update and, and check that out. With the average player three or four hours and as we said earlier the red dot will kind of tell you hey check this area out is there anything as far as like finding all the gophers is that any benefit there is there some kind of little fun thing that happens when those get accomplished or is that part of just collecting them and getting 100 percent in the game it's just getting 100 percent of the game we had this discussion a lot and we wanted to do something special for one that finds all the gophers we didn't do it because of time yeah <laughs> this this game we pushed very hard to get it uh, finished a few parts of the game didn't make it in final version but uh, uh, i think the game turned out great anyway so. yeah it's it's very polished and you always have this grand uh, vision of what the game should be and you should be really satisfied if you get 80 percent of that uh, vision absolutely and then is there anything we didn't talk about yet that you'd like to before we wrap it up i think the update is very interesting we have had a lot of fans reaching out and wanting to see how the game continues and we actually put a lot of effort on this uh, big update so it's more or less uh, the same time uh, as i said before so it's three to four hours in in the update and you get new things to buy in shop it's all new areas it's new art assets new everything to be able to explore this new area yeah and i think uh, the new the volcano theme that we've added is the most polished theme we had so far we are really proud of this update and we really want to get it out into the public so hopefully soon we will have it out and new enemies i'd imagine that live in the volcano is that a thing or yeah there are new enemies as well those are even more polished we learned a bit during the development on how to work with a outrunning game because the enemy interaction is a bit trickier and uh, when you have outrun compared to not <laughs> if you don't do anything you run straight into the enemy the new enemies are more 
polished in that sense. And also there's an epic uh, boss fight, which I think is really, really great. Uh, there was a boss fight in the first part of the game, but this one is much more grand and it's really cool. Did you ever experiment with the idea of having two players and having two turtles on the screen at the same time? The idea came up. We didn't have the time to to experiment with it. Yeah, that'd be an interesting thing for an Away of the Turtle 2 if you guys ever did, did a second one where yeah. it's uh, literally two turtles that are on the screen at the same time. Um, yeah, we actually just started up an early, early uh, new game that we're working on where we're taking a lot of our creative energies from this game into a new game which i think will be really amazing we've just started but it will be really great excellent yeah i'm looking forward to it and then where can people find more information about way the turtle and some of your studios other games that you guys have uh, put out there you can find a lot of information on the apple arcade on our way of the turtle site also at illusionlabs.com our website we have the Lots of information about Web Turtle and all our other games and how to get in touch with us if you have any questions. Great. Thank you, Marcus. It's been wonderful learning more about this fantastic title. And yeah, go download this. It's a really fun and charming game. And yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, the volcano area, this, this world. Mm, yeah. Thank you for being part of the podcast. Well, that was my interview with Marcus from Illusion Labs. Thanks again to Marcus for his time recording. And thank you for your time and attention. As a reminder, please head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review. Every review is of huge help and is greatly appreciated. Next up on Apple Arcade Plus is What the Golf. So go download What the Golf now to get ready for that episode. With that, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to everyone again real soon.